Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 123. We're continuing in the Song of Songs today, and we are um, looking at this love song again for another day. This will be our second day of three. And I hope as we read through this, it'll encourage your heart with the fact that God is not embarrassed by sex. He's not uh, the one who thinks it's a bad thing. He invented it. And this song is really a song celebrating the joyful love of a husband and a wife. In our second passage today from First Thessal- or Second Thessalonians, uh, we'll actually begin to see uh, a warning from the Apostle Paul about judgment on people as they await the final day. And so our episode today is Joyful Love and Judgment. But let's begin today with Song of Songs, chapter 4, 5, and 6. The lover to his beloved. Oh, you are beautiful, my darling. Oh, you are beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are like doves. Your hair is like a flock of female goats descending from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn sheep coming up from the washing place. Each of them has a twin, and not one of them is missing. Your lips are like a scarlet thread, your mouth is lovely, your forehead behind your veil is like a slice of pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built with courses of stones, one thousand shields are hung on it, all shields of valiant warriors. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of the gazelle, grazing among the lilies. Until the dawn arrives and the shadows flee, I will go up to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no blemish in you. The wedding night, beautiful as Lebanon. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. Come with me from Lebanon. Descend from the crest of Amana, from the top of Sinir, the summit of Hermon, from the lion's dens and the mountain haunts of the leopards. You have stolen my heart, my sister, my bride. You have stolen my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. How delightful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much better is your love than wine. The fragrance of your perfume is better than any spice. Your lips drip sweetness like the honeycomb, my bride. Honey and milk are under your tongue. The fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. The lover to his beloved. You are my locked garden, my sister, my bride. You are an enclosed spring, a sealed-up fountain. Your shoots are a royal garden full of pomegranates with choice fruits, henna with nard, nard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon with every kind of spice, myrrh and aloes with all the finest spices. You are a garden spring, a well of fresh water flowing down from Lebanon. The beloved to her lover, Awake, O north wind, come, O south wind, blow on my garden so that its fragrant spices may send out their sweet smell. May my beloved come into his garden and eat its delightful fruit. The lover to his beloved. I have entered my garden, O my sister, my bride. I have gathered my myrrh and my balsam spice. I have eaten my honeycomb and my honey. I have drunk my wine and my milk. The poet to the couple. Eat, friends, and drink. Drink freely, O lovers. 
the beloved about her lover. I was asleep, but my mind was dreaming. Listen, my lover is knocking at the door. The lover to his beloved, Open for me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. My head is drenched with dew, my hair with the dampness of the night. The beloved to her lover, I have already taken off my robe, must I put it on again? I have already washed my feet, must I soil them again? My lover thrust his hand through the hole, and my feelings were stirred for him. I arose to open for my beloved, my hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers flowed with myrrh, on the handles of the lock. I opened for my beloved, but my lover had already turned and gone away. I fell into despair when he departed. I looked for him, but did not find him. I called him, but he did not answer me. The watchmen found me as I made as they made their rounds in the city. They beat me, they bruised me, they took away my cloak, those watchmen on the walls. The Beloved to the Maidens I admonish you, O maidens of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, what will you tell him? Tell him that I am lovesick. The Maidens to the Beloved Why is your beloved better than others, O most beautiful of women? Why is your beloved better than others, that you would admonish us with in this manner? The Beloved to the Maidens My beloved is dazzling and ruddy. He stands out in comparison to all the other men. His head is like the of purest gold. His hair is curly, black like a raven. His eyes are like doves by streams of water, washed in milk, mounted like jewels. His cheeks are like a garden, like garden beds full of balsam trees yielding perfume. His lips are like lilies dripping with drops of myrrh. His arms are like rods of gold set with chrysolite. His abdomen is like polished ivory and laid with sapphires. His legs are like pillars of marble set on bases of pure gold. His appearance is like Lebanon, choice as its cedars. His mouth is very sweet. He is totally desirable. This is my beloved. This is my companion, O maidens of Jerusalem. The Maidens to the Beloved Where has your beloved gone, O most beautiful among women? Where has your beloved turned? Tell us that we may seek him with you. The Beloved to the Maidens my beloved has gone down to his garden, to the flower beds of his balsam spices, to graze in the gardens and to gather lilies. The beloved about her lover. I am my lover's and my lover is mine. He grazes among the lilies. The lover to his beloved. My darling, you are as beautiful as Terza, as lovely as Jerusalem, as awe-inspiring as bannered armies. Turn your eyes away from me. They overwhelm me. Your hair is like a flock of goats descending from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep coming up from the washing. Each has its twin. Not one of them is missing. Like a slice of pomegranate is your forehead behind your veil. There may be sixty queens and eighty concubines and young women without number. But she is unique, my dove, my perfect one. She is the special daughter of her mother. She is the favorite of the one who bore her. The maiden saw her and complimented her. The queens and concubines praised her. Who is this who appears like the dawn, beautiful as the moon, bright as the sun, awe-inspiring as the stars in procession? The lover to his beloved. I went down to the orchard of walnut trees to look for the blossoms of the valley, to see if the vines had budded or if the pomegranates were in bloom. I was beside myself with joy. There, please give me your myrrh, O daughter of my princely people. The lover to his beloved. Turn, turn, O perfect one, turn, turn that I may stare at you. The beloved to her lover, why do you gaze upon the perfect one like the dance of the Mahananayim? And actually, that's where we're going to have to leave it off in Song of Songs uh, at the end of chapter six. And we'll see chapter seven and eight uh, in our next episode. 
And there's another, again, picture of God's design of love between a husband and a wife uh, in all of its beauty. And now we'll go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. This is a second letter the Apostle Paul is writing uh, to the church in Thessalonica. And here is chapter 1. From Paul and Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to thank God always for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith flourishes more and more, and the love of each one of you for all the, for one another is even greater. As a result, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and afflictions you are enduring. This is evidence of God's righteous judgment to make you worthy of the kingdom of God, for which in fact you are suffering. For it is right for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to you who are being afflicted to give rest together with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. With flaming fire, he will mete out punishment on those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will undergo the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his strength. When he comes to be glorified among the saints and be admired on that day among all who have believed, and you did not in fact believe, and you did in fact believe our testimony. And in this regard, we pray for you always that our God will make you worthy of his calling and fulfill by his power your every desire for goodness and every work of faith. That in the name of Lord, that the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in Him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have the Apostle Paul here warning about destruction to come. He'll do more in this uh, letter as well. But he's encouraging in the midst of the persecution that they're experiencing, in the midst of the painful things that are going on because they're Christians. He's saying, "Do not despair. Do not give up, because." Justice will ultimately come from God, and we can count on him. And this is one of the reasons, by the way, that um, throughout history, uh, those who are Christians um, have understood this in this way, understand that when they are persecuted for their faith, they do not attack back, they do not fight back, but they trust God to bring the justice that's necessary, and that uh, ultimately their desire and their goal is even for their persecutors to come to saving faith in Jesus and find hope and relief, really, from the judgment that would await them otherwise. And so it's, a f- it's food for thought. How much do we really love people? Uh, we think about love today, joyful love of uh, the sexual love between a man and a woman. But what about the love we have for God, the love for other people, and the love, even as Jesus calls us, for our enemies? And that love is meant to be to share the good news of Jesus so that they too would escape the judgment that awaits all those who do not put their faith and trust in Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You were always there